0: To Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. It's that time of year again. I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Miss. It's the time where it seems like the whole world is on the same side, singing songs, trimming trees, exchanging gifts, and having parties. But is that the right side? Let's talk about it.
0: If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpiltorah.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our friends in United Kingdom and Utah. Listen out for a red pill tour on a radio
0: station near you. This time of year is generally seen as a happy time, you know? Mm-hmm. The Christmas season is associated with tidings of comfort and joy and love and happiness. Over the past few years, I wonder if things have changed somewhat. Now, what do you mean, Daddy? Well, I think there are more taboo topics that in society cannot be discussed without the risk of a conflict people are finding more reasons to draw lines and to demand an answer about where others stand. There's usually no middle ground, and people have to get on one side or the other.
1: I certainly see that when it comes to politics. I mean, years ago, elected officials could disagree and be friendly in the process. They seem to be able to find common ground and work together. Mm -hmm. Today, people can be assaulted for supporting a particular candidate, position, or policy. We've even seen this type of anger between elected officials and citizens.
0: I'm with you, Mama. You know, I think sports has become one of those taboo topics these days. Questions like Ravens or Steelers, Cowboys or Eagles, Yankees or Red Sox, and so on. In some American cities, it's not even safe to wear another team's jersey, especially on game day. Sports have become more than entertainment. Now... They're a reason to draw more lines and to dislike or disrespect other people.
1: How about socioeconomic background? Oh, yeah. Where someone has gone to school is a reason to draw lines. In our area, that goes for high school and college. And even earlier, going to the right private school can open doors in the marketplace. Conversely, a public school education can mean that doors are closed because a public school education is presumed to be lacking in some circles. Imagine that. Children can be sidetracked because of where they went to school, regardless of their performance.
0: Hey, let's not forget the issue of the day, mama. Vaccination status. Mm -hmm. Depending on one's answers to this question, it can cost one's employment, one's ability to travel, access to publicly available resources, and more. I hear people referring to unvaccinated people as murderers. Wow. This is a hotly politicized and contested issue. Mm-hmm. I even know of places of worship that restrict attendance based on vaccination status.
1: Speaking of places of worship, mm-hmm. faith and religion are examples of these taboo topics. Oh, yeah. In some cases, people have been threatened with death for criticizing some organized religious group and their beliefs. We even see a convergence of assumptions and lines being drawn. For example, Some assume that if you believe in a certain way, then you have certain beliefs about politics as well, and about vaccination. I guess it's easier to put people on one side of a line or other if you can compound the assumptions. Yep. The problem is the assumptions are not always true, and they're not necessarily related.
0: When I think about the Torah, I would say that we can see instances of lines being drawn there, too. Think about the description of Noah. Brashid, Or Genesis, chapter 6, verses 5 through 9 says, Yehovah saw that the people on earth were very wicked, that all the imaginings of their heart were always of evil only. Yehovah regretted that he had made humankind on the earth. It grieved his heart. Yehovah said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the whole earth, and not only human beings, but animals, creeping things, and birds in the air, for I regret that I ever made them. But Noah found grace in the sight of Jehovah. Here is the story of Noah. In his generation, Noah was a man righteous and wholehearted. Noah walked with Elohim. Now clearly, Elohim drew lines between Noah, his family, and the rest of humanity.
1: I can see that, Daddy. And I see the same type of pattern with our father's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Me too. All of the patriarchs incorporated Elohim's instructions into their way of living. While they lived among the people in Canaan, Gerar, Egypt, and other lawless places, the patriarchs lived as sojourners or travelers, citizens of a different place with different ways. For the most part, they retained integrity to the Torah of Jehovah and did not engage in the ways of the people around them. These are examples of lines being drawn, and it looks like Elohim is the one drawing the lines.
0: Amen to that, Mama. I agree that Elohim is drawing the lines in the stories we read in Torah. I think Moshe even gives somewhat of a reason why Elohim is drawing those lines. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 through 9, Moshe said, Look, I have taught you laws and rulings, just as Jehovah my Elohim ordered me so that you can behave accordingly in the land where you are going in order to take possession of it. Therefore, observe them and follow them. For then all peoples will see you as having wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm. When they hear of all these laws, they will say, This great nation is surely a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has Elohim as close to them as Jehovah, our Elohim is, Whenever we call on him, what great nation is there that has laws and rulings as just as this entire Torah, which I'm setting before you today? Only be careful and watch yourselves diligently as long as you live so that you won't forget what you saw with your own eyes so that these things won't vanish from your hearts. Mm. Rather, make them known to your children and grandchildren.
1: So the lines that Jehovah has drawn his righteous standards and ways are to be a light to all peoples and these standards are to be taught to the next generations mm-hmm. at the time of this recording we are on Torah reading called Shemot, which means names in it we are introduced to a new Pharaoh who did not know Joseph this Pharaoh drew lines between his people and the Hebrews. Who had multiplied and prospered so much that the Egyptians grew to fear them. Basically, Pharaoh said, It's either them or us. Using words like these is a sure sign of lines being drawn. Mm-hmm. Still, we need to be more concerned about the lines Jehovah has drawn. While the world is busy drawing horizontal lines in the sand, so to speak, our Elohim has a plumb line.
0: Amos chapter 7, verses 7 through 8 says, Then he showed me this. The Lord was standing by a wall made with a plumb line, and he had a plumb line in his hand. Jehovah asked me, Amos, what do you see? I answered, a plumb line. Then Jehovah said, I am going to put a plumb line in among my people Israel. I will never again overlook their offenses. Mama, a plumb line is basically a string with a weight on the end. If you let the weight simply hang, the line of the string... Will let you quickly determine whether or not a structure is perfectly upright. Some Hebrew scholars don't see the use of the word plumb line as a good translation here, but what is not in doubt is Jehovah's intent to assess his people's ways and to deal with his people according to their works.
1: Dad, that, that's a great scripture to illustrate how Jehovah draws lines. Amen. Because his ways are not our ways, we can miss his lines altogether. Remember when Joshua met an unknown man with his sword drawn in Joshua five verses 13 and 14, Joshua went, went over to him and asked him, are you on our side or on the side of our enemies? The man replied, no, but I am the commander of Jehovah's army. I have come just now. Well, Joshua fell down with his face to the ground and worshiped him. Then asked, what does my Lord have to say to his servant? In these verses, Daddy, Joshua quickly realized that the lines he drew were not the lines Jehovah recognized. So Joshua got in line with Jehovah's lines. That was a good call.
0: Sure was, Mama. So here's where we're going with all this talk about drawing lines. We don't think that drawing lines is going away. Mm -mm. We think our societies will draw more and more lines, forcing believers to declare whose side we're on. The time has come for us to be grounded in the whole truth of Elohim's word, his Torah. We must boldly stand for lines that matter to Elohim and decline the urge to argue over lines that don't matter. Last Shabbat, our
1: friend Mark was telling us about a trip he took to a nearby shopping mall. He spoke about how the experience impacted him. Something about the Christmas decorations, the music, The bustle of people shopping and the overall experience reminded him that we are living in Babylon. Mm -hmm. Truly, this world as it is now is not our home. We should expect to feel the way Mark felt estranged from the ways of this world. We are sanctified, set apart for the father's own purpose. That means we are on a different side of some very important lines drawn by Jehovah himself.
0: Maybe in this Christmas season, you feel alone because you see a different side of Christmas and you can't unknow what you know. People all around may not see what you see and you may wonder if the problem is you. If that describes your experience, hey, we're with you. We know plenty of people whose hearts ache for believers that they love to be open to the ancient paths mentioned in the Tanakh or the Old Testament. Let's stay behind the line.
1: And if you're curious about why people who love Yeshua would have a problem with Christmas, check out our podcast, Episode 19, The Christmas Question. Also, consider what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and value keeping the peace over following God's instructions?
0: Or would you take the red pill and simply stay on the right side of Yehovah's line? Only you can answer that question. If you live a holy life, by definition, that means that you are different than many of the people around you. So embrace the difference. Yep. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 tell us to go in through the narrow gate. For the gate that leads to destruction is wide and the road is broad and many travel it. But it is a narrow gate and a hard road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Well,
1: Daddy, there goes that beautiful theme music. hmm I guess that's all we have time for today. Please listen again online and share this with a friend. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where
0: you, you can
1: handle the truth.
0: truth.